I used to go to the mountains every year. Multiple times if fate would allow it. There's something so peaceful about feeling isolated from the rest of the world. I don't have to look down at my phone and worry about bills or keeping up with my friends. For a brief window of time, it's just me and what the world has created. Every year, I would visit the town of Estes and stay overnight so I could grab an early start and avoid as many people as possible. It had gotten to the point where I was recognized and formed friendships with some of the locals. Most anyone working at the diners where I got some fuel before heading up the mountain probably knew who I was. My car and I would traverse the Trail Ridge Road. Stopping on the viewpoints along the road, I would observe the wildlife. Rolling green would lay out in front of me, dotted with the remnants of snowfall. I would make sure to stop at every given opportunity and take a few good breaths to slowly acclimate myself to the higher altitude and lower intake of oxygen. That's what I used to do anyways. I haven't been back there in a few years now. I think it was three years ago now that it happened. It's hard to keep track anymore. I try not to think about it too much. I've had issues with the memories popping back up without much cause and sending me into a fit. My chest gets all tight and it's hard to breathe. I swear, whenever it happens, I can hear its footsteps, but I'm getting ahead of myself. My therapist that I started seeing following the event told me it might be a good idea to get it out, write it on paper, or tell people my story. So that's what this is. I have no idea if something like this will help, but at this point I'll try anything. I'd love to finish telling my story and be able to get an uninterrupted night's sleep. So, three years ago, like I said, if I ever got the opportunity I would go back multiple times in a year, and as fate had it, that was such a year. I had a decent chunk of vacation time saved up at work, so I decided to take an extra holiday for myself. Everything went about as you'd expect. It was warmer than normal, as I try to go in the quarter months usually. I got into town the same as always. I booked nearly the same room in the same hotel as the last time I visited and threw my stuff into the hotel room. Before heading to bed, I made sure to plot out my intended traveling so I could show someone where I was planning to go. I had been there so many times, and as beautiful as everything was, I liked to try and go off the beaten path when I could. In the event something happened to me, I wanted people to know where I was. That's exactly what I did the next morning. I was greeted by the workers at the local diner and made sure to show them the map, telling them when I expected to return. With enough fuel to get me through most of the day, I headed out. The first place I wanted to go was a decent drive up Trail Ridge Road, Lulu City, a place I was surprised that I'd never gotten around to visiting. Pulling onto the side of the road, I sat at the shoulder looking at the elevation between me and the town, a town that had diminished into a small portion of the horizon. Turning the car off and locking it, I was pleasantly surprised to find myself alone on the trail. The fewer people that were around me, the more connected to the environment I could feel. It's like when you watch a movie in the theater. You're so much more immersed when it's quiet. Just a few chattering conversations can taint the entire experience. 
They say with hindsight, it's much easier to see the red flags. When I think back though, it's hard for me to tell where my first sign to turn back really was. You'll hear a lot of sounds walking through the forest, and sounds travel pretty far. So it's hard to say what's unusual and what isn't. Even if you've heard something hundreds of times, it can sound alien. I remember as I was walking the trail, I heard what sounded like several booms from a distant thunder. The noise happened in rapid succession, like the beating of drums. Though the weather hadn't called for such noises, at the time, I thought it could have just been the snapping of a nearby tree and the resulting noise of it was smacking into the ground. I ignored it and continued on my path, feeling the mountain air fill my lungs surrounded by trees, all by myself. There was the occasional skittering of wildlife. I even came across a large print in the middle of the trail. I assumed it to be a bear as black bears have been spotted near the trail. It's a nearly four mile hike, which isn't all that bad as the elevation didn't climb too much. Around two hours after I had initially set out, I found myself looking at the old sign for Lulu City, an old mining town that had been abandoned in the 1800s. I walked slowly through the place. There were old cabins around the area and various plots of land that once served as foundations for more homes. It was incredible to sit in a ghost town nestled near the Rocky Mountains. It was almost as if the place had pushed them out. From the little research I had done, it seemed like the profit margin for the silver they were mining just wasn't enough to justify the town. Though, knowing what I know now, I can't help but wonder if something else was at play all those years ago. I looked around for a while at the large open area where the town used to sit. There were around 40 cabins at the town's prime. All that remained were the remnants of three, a few building sites, and a sign for the town. Citing the population was at 200 people. I sat down for a moment, leaning my back against the tree, looking at the area surrounding me, pouring some water down my throat. I watched the tree line. There was this creeping sensation you get when someone is staring at the back of your head. I felt that, but it was like I knew where the feeling was coming from, but I couldn't quite see it. As I was focused on an area of trees where the paranoia was stemming from, I noticed a shadow moving. I had thought at first it was just a dark area where the sun had difficulty getting through. As the shadow shifted, however, it was revealed there was just a dark mass blocking my view. My initial reaction was to just assume the figure was a black bear or an elk, but it was hard to convince myself of that as the shadow reached far too high off the ground. Either way, I just sat and watched. I wasn't about to call any attention to myself, especially if my initial reaction was correct. I had bear mace and the likes, but if I could avoid using it, I would rather do that. With the shadow retreating into the woods, I stood slowly from my spot and decided to exit Lulu. As I turned around, I heard a familiar cracking of trees. This time, however, the sound continued for a good minute or two. It was as if the drums of war had been rung and a warning was shooting through the mountain. I wondered if anyone on the other trails were able to hear the noise as it was so loud that it made me cover my own ears. As I started retreating from the noise, it stopped and... As I reached the exit to Lulu City, I saw a shadow once more. 
This time it was much closer to me. I was able to make out more about it. Part of its dark structure being the antlers atop its head. They weren't the same. Jagged and pointy antlers that decorated the indigenous elk around Rocky Mountain. They were more solid, resembling that of a moose's. They were much larger than any pair I'd seen before, though. Large enough to shovel the snow out of the driveway in one go. I backed up a bit, hearing the foliage bending and cracking under my footsteps. I honestly did not know how to approach the situation, because I did not know what I was looking at. The thing was still shaded by the trees, and I couldn't make out its body structure other than it being massive. I wonder how something of that size was able to move so quickly through the trees. Then I caught a glimpse of the eyes it was using to watch me. It was only when shreds of light reflected off of them. The first two shimmering orbs appeared from under its antlers, and then to my shock, another set of lights, fainter than the ones of above them appeared. It was uncanny. Looking at something with such a familiar shape, yet I couldn't decipher what the thing was, or what it wanted from me. I didn't want to keep staring, in case it took direct eye contact as a threat. Averting my gaze, I listened to the creature stumbling around before the commotion caused by their movements dissipated into the foreground. With the noise of that thing distant, I turned back and saw no sight of the thing. I decided it was best to leave the area quickly and quietly. I thought the thing might consider Lulu City its territory and was giving me a stern warning. I started walking back ready for the easy hike. Watching the dirt path at my feet, I came across a fresh footprint. It was massive. Putting my foot into it revealed that my foot didn't even make up half the size of one of its toes. The thing was massive and heavy. I didn't want to call my trip short, so as I walked the trail back to my car, I thought of just going to the next spot ahead of schedule. I always try to end my visits by looking out over Bear Lake. It's just so pristine, it's hard to ignore. I kept my eyes on the trees the whole time, making sure that some hulking shadow wasn't lurking. Before I knew it, I was exiting the trail and climbing into my car, with a hum, and the vehicle sprang back to life. It wasn't too long before I had gotten to as far as my car would take me before I had to stop and walk the rest of the way. Surprisingly, once again I found myself alone. There were a few other cars where I parked, but once I got to the lake, I didn't see anyone else on the trails. It felt like everyone had been scared off. Bear Lake is normally a pretty popular spot for people visiting. I had the feeling like I was missing something, like everyone else got a memo that I didn't. I sat for a while on a large boulder by the side of the lake, watching the winds ripple small patterns over the smooth surface of the water. It wasn't often you could go there and not hear the howling of screaming children and their parents, so I intended to soak as much of it in as I could. As I sat there, I could see the line of trees on the other side of the lake. The tops of them created an ocean of green that only surrendered to the peaks behind them. I watched that ocean of green sway like a hurricane was sweeping through them. The treetops moved and buckled as I heard familiar smacking noises begin to get louder. The realization dawning on me that whatever I had seen before wasn't warning me. It had been following me and continued to do so as I left the site. I had driven there though. I thought it would be impossible for that thing to be able to have made it here so quickly. 
With the shifting of the treetops getting closer, I slowly rose to my feet when I saw something eject from the top of the trees. It hung in the air for a moment before crashing down into the lake before me. It was brief, but I saw the object enough to know that the thing had flung a rock l rather large, probably bigger than my body, like it was nothing. I started stepping backward when my ankle rolled on a rock and I fell backward, crashing to the ground. My elbow made contact with the hard surface, pulling apart the fabric of my sweater and slicing through my skin. I opened the small first aid kit I had brought with me, hearing the thunderous noise getting closer. I poured my drinking water onto the wound and wrapped it with a bandage. As I finished tending to the small wound, I noticed that the noise had halted. Slowly ignoring the pain in my ankle and the stinging on my elbow, I looked over the rock to see. The trees were no longer swaying, only moving with a gentle push of the wind. That's when I heard a noise to my right. A huff. Turning slowly, avoiding sudden movements, I saw the beast that had been watching me. I saw it bathed in the sun. Every detail. This thing was some twisted amalgamation. It dwarfed me in size. I could have been twice as tall and still not met it eye to eye. I did not know what I was supposed to do if I was supposed to run or stay still. I watched its pitch black fur ruffle as it took a step towards me, offering another huff out of the bear-shaped nose. Its whole head reminded me of a bear, except for the angular structure around its eyes that looked more like a buck. Four stern and focused eyes, all of varying shades of amber, peered toward me. Its body, again, was reminiscent of a bear that had a bizarre length to it, almost like its belly was dragging against the dirt. If it wasn't for the massive paws pushing down into the ground, the thing would topple over. It moved its head back and forth, shaking its whole body. Small clicking groans emitted from the open jaw. A jawline with thick and sharp teeth. My reasoning was starting to go out the window, and the urge to just run and get the heck out of there was mounting by the moment. I was backing away and had noticed I was making it back to the trail, but the creature matched my movements. We were both surrounded by trees and the thing started moving its head side to side, smacking its large antlers onto the nearby trees. As it did, the tree's bark ripped free, exposing lighter tones. As close as I was, the smashing of the massive antlers against the trees was like a shotgun going off next to your ear. It caused me to hold my hands over my ears as I tried to back away. I wanted to run, but the moment I put too much pressure on my ankle, I knew I would buckle, so all I could do was continue to back away hopping and just hope that it wouldn't charge. It just kept walking forward, smacking one tree after another like it was trying to intimidate me. I watched amazed as if its large frame bulldozed through the trees like it was nothing. I don't know what I did to upset it more than I already had, but the clicking noise from its mouth picked up and it charged at me. The ground was trembling under the thing's footsteps and before I had time to process what was happening, an antler made contact with me. The memories get all foggy from there. I remember being shunted to the side, my legs colliding with a tree, and I spun out into the bush. Nearly unconscious, I laid surrounded by dirt and leaves as the bear-like creature approached me. It smelled me, 
interested particularly in the blood spilling out of my legs where the bones had broken on impact. I got a good look at its eyes before I passed out. One was a set of eyes that you'd expect to see on a mammal, while the others were more lizard-like. Those eyes were the last thing I saw before passing out. It was a miracle I ever made it out of there. Some other visitors had heard the commotion and headed over to find me passed out. They stopped my bleeding and got me to the hospital in Estes. I wish I could go hiking still. I'm not afraid of running into that thing again, but my legs were beyond repair and I haven't been able to walk ever since. I still think about that creature. I did as much research as I could but never found anything that looked like that thing. Some monstrous combination of a bear and elk. I wondered if that was the real reason Lulu City was abandoned. Maybe. I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't think I'll ever know. Sometimes, I hear the clicking noises it made. Every thunderstorm I hear makes me think about the creature bashing its head into the trees. Maybe it did that as a show of strength, like when bucks smack their antlers together. I don't want to believe that's true, though, because I couldn't imagine what a behemoth like that needs to prove its strength to. What other secrets could the Rocky Mountains contain? Are there more of those things there, or perhaps another manner of beast? Every night I go to sleep. I look out my window. I think of those four eyes peering at me through the dark, waiting to finish what they started. I'm not sure if I'll ever feel better having written this all out. Reading it as I go, I almost don't believe it myself. Maybe I'll feel better if I just convince myself nothing ever happened. That I just fell and tumbled hard enough to crack the bones in my legs like twigs. Maybe then, I'll be able to get some sleep.